0: Halloween, capture your ghosts and goblins on genuine Kodak film from Thrifty. Whether it's print, slide, or movie film, Kodak is the choice of professionals. Thrifty carries a full line of Kodak film including C126-24 exposure, C110 and C135-24 exposure in regular and high-speed print film, KR135-36 exposure slide film, and Super 8 movie film. Remember, the sharper you want your memories, the more you need Kodak film and Thrifty.
1: Know the rift is in your
2: right. What are you trying? Welcome to the Cinematic Void Podcast. Cinematic Void is a cult film series that hosts screenings in the Los Angeles area as well as virtually. I'm your host Jim Branscombe, and join me as always is...
1: Hey, it's Nick Vance, Parental Futures on social media. You can find Cinematic Void on the World Wide Web at cinematicvoid.com as well as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube and all major podcast platforms. If you want to support The Void, you should join our Patreon. What are you waiting for? Yeah, what are you waiting for? That next big raise yeah
2: Should right. ask for that raise get that raise join our patreon <laughs> it's the american way also i know we keep leaving twitter in here because like x just sounds fucking dumb oh no
1: no one no one, no actually... one says x yeah, no that's... one will ever say x yeah i don't think that's a, i don't think that's ever going to be a thing i don't know have you i have not heard i have not heard someone that. in the wild be like oh I'm fucking x the other day
2: no it's, it's still twitter it's like that's why- rough it's like you paid like fucking how many millions of dollars for it and you try to fucking change the name and no one's going to... And it,
1: no one abides
2: by it. It's fucking it, hilarious. It, it reminds me we were talking about people picking their fucking um nicknames. Yeah, dude. You don't get to pick your fucking nickname, dude.
1: So true. It's just a nickname.
2: <laughs> it's a nickname. It's that like, won't stick. No. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> but man, how you been doing? It's been a bit. I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm law. Lo- I'm lost. Lost. I'm, I'm lost in life <laughs> <laughs> i'm lost
1: in life i i haven't i haven't had a lot of projection shifts lately and i i wish i had uh i wish i had more to report about my fucking how i've spent my free time the past few weeks
2: did you project a player though that's sunday it's coming up oh it's coming it hasn't yeah. happened yet yeah, oh, yeah no yeah I,
1: I watched it last night oh that's what cool. you'll hear about in a little bit oh yeah. yeah cliffhanger I mean, I probably watch it like a couple months. It's probably on another episode. I I watched it semi recently (laughs) for the first time, but, um, uh, yeah, not a whole lot up with me, man. Just been, uh, sitting around thinking, thinking,
2: contemplating life.
1: Yeah. Uh, not really, man. I don't know Had a had some, uh, my records not out, but, But, but it,
2: but it is coming out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I'm waiting to hear back from my, from my guy, from my, I got a guy, you got a guy. Not, what does that mean? <laughs> you got you got a fucking got a like
2: streamer plug. Is yeah, my, my,
1: my streamer plug. Um, I wouldn't hear back from him as far as like the lead time to get it up, and then you know, then it'll be out. But uh, I don't know. We got we we already. I'm gonna book some uh, studio time for December for our. We already got three songs. We're ready to go. So
2: gonna drop another EP. Drop drop another one. So yeah, man. It's a. It's actually a pretty good plan. Yeah. think just do EPs and then build up to that fucking full length.
1: Totally. Totally.
2: Because, like, I don't think a lot of bands can actually, like, make that leap to, like...
1: Yeah. I don't I don't feel like writing fucking ten songs right now. I feel like writing three songs.
2: Yeah. You know, that's. There's nothing wrong with that. And then you just collect the EPs and you make an LP that way. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty much what you, I think you said anyway on the podcast. Yeah, man. I mean, it will have, like, a little different theme, you know? Yeah. Just, you know, mix it up. Plus, like, I think EPs, like, I... As much as I don't like short films, Mm -hmm. I think EPs are a good way for bands to kind of like, you know, get their sound and get their bearings and figure out stuff. Totally. And just, I don't know. It's weird that like I like one short form of one art form and dislike the short form of another. Actually, I, I take it back. I think shorts can be, short films can be a really good thing. But I think a lot of people focus on making a short film to be like a mini feature length movie, which is not really the intent for those yeah, yeah. Just like an EP is an intent to make a you know a short version of a long album or whatever. I mean, just,
1: maybe I maybe I'm in the wrong here, but I I always think of a short as just a, a pitch for a full length film. Yeah, but you know, I, I'm sorry to discredit or to.
2: I I think now that is more what it is, but like you know, there's people like Hal Hartley who would just like he was making feature films and then he would just make shorts. Yeah, because that's how he was like you know chosen. He's like, this is where the story is. Mm-hmm. You know, David Lynch, like, his short films had no intention of being made. Sure, into- sure. Yeah, like, totally. the alph- like, how do you make the alphabet into the fucking, like, feature-length movie? You can Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after, uh, we, I guess from this recording, was uh, I was doing some traveling last week. Uh, went to the Music Box in Chicago and co-hosted the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 screening with Jeremy Wagner Broken Hope, Will Morris, who was on a... Episode of the podcast, I don't know, maybe a couple episodes ago, I've lost track of where mm-hmm. we are chronologically. Like
1: maybe two, two yeah. ago?
2: Two, three, I can't remember. Well, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know when this one comes out. Yeah. That, that's where I That's where I get lost. <laughs> I get lost, too, and I'm the one who fucking thought about this. <laughs> but then we made it more complicated because we're adding an episode we weren't originally going to do, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But, like, Musabock was great. Uh, it was. About, it's a 700-seater theater. We were in their big house, and we did about 500 on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Caroline Williams was there from Chainsaw too. She had a blast. Like, it was a fucking great night. Hell yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then that next day, I flew to Boston. And you guys,
1: uh, let me back up a little bit. But you guys did a, uh, you did a Q and A with Caroline, and it was you and Jeremy.
2: Yeah, it was Jeremy and I. I, Jeremy did most of it. Like, I just kind of hung out and asked a few questions to kind of close out. Because you know, it's I kind of wanted him to have the event because like he's the one who basically made that happen. So. But it, nice. it was it was a lot of fun. It was like great to watch that with a crowd. It was probably the best time I've seen Chainsaw Two play with the audience. Very nice. Like it absolutely fucking killed.
1: Have you screened that here?
2: I've done it twice. Okay. Um, with Friday Night Frights and Beyond Fest, we did a Texas Chainsaw Massacre Memorial Day barbecue where we do okay. parts one, two, and three. And Caroline came out for that. And then I did it again with a Rocky for a Rocky Erickson tribute with Return of the Living Dead. Oh, I do remember that.
1: Yeah, 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 very cool.
2: Yeah. So. There's a couple times, and that's why I didn't really feel like I should do the Q and A with Caroline because I've already done a few with her. I also, did one for um, Legend Billy Jean, and then there was the Beyond the Darkness, or is it called Beyond the Dark? No, what is that fucking? In Search of Darkness, that's the name mm-hmm. of that thing. I think, I'm thinking okay, I'm just,
1: the, the horror I, documentary? Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I did a panel discussion. She was on that with a bunch of other people like Kelly Maroney and Barbara Crampton and Mick mm-hmm. Harris and... Oh, Brian used them. It's like a guy 80s-centric. Yeah, that uh, one's... A, I, I guess...
1: I think there's a new one coming out. Yeah, like, I can't remember which decade it's for. Doing,
2: they're doing the 90s, which okay. is going to be more like the direct-to-video market era. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious about that one because like there was definitely a genre shift in the 90s, but getting back on the topic. So yeah, Chicago was fun. It was the only thing I had problem was like, I was staying near Lincoln park, which you can insert your own Lincoln park reference joke there. I mean, there's
1: a Lincoln park here too, right?
2: Yeah. But, but I think the actual famous Lincoln park is, has, it, is it. Yeah, I, I, think, I don't know. I I mean, I could be wrong.
1: I just assume that it's the famous ones here because I'm an, I'm an idiot that just thinks, Oh, it's everything famous is in LA. I'm not even from here. Yeah. I mean, but that's, that's where I'm at now.
2: I don't know. It's, I mean, like Lincoln, you know, Abraham Lincoln came from Illinois, so that's why it's Lincoln Park. But I was staying over that way, and I was having a hard time finding vegan options that was open. I walked to this place that said it had vegan breakfast starting at like 8 a.m. And I, like, I was like,
1: a- Abe's favorite vegan breakfast?
2: Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but like, I walk and I took my time, and I was like, you know, I was like shooting some video for a vlog and whatever. And then, like, I get to the place that was fucking closed. Mm hmm. It was, like, not open until 5. I'm, like, fucking Yelp, fucking website, everything on there. And, like, I don't call because, like, half the time you try to call a business, they won't answer anyway. But thankfully, I found another place that's close by. And then on the day I was leaving, I was, like, all right, I'm just going to run and get a smoothie. And, like, actually, no, go back... I want to talk the night of the screening. There was a bar that I had gone to previously with Will that had, you know, Beyond Burgers or whatever. I was like, I'll just grab one to go. I go to go in there, guys, like, I can't let you in. I'm like, why? It's like, we're at capacity because it was like opening night of the NFL. Mm -hmm. And apparently I found the one Kansas City Chiefs bar in fucking Chicago. So there's all these people in Chiefs jerseys. I'm like, how the fuck does this? I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of towns have like. Like a, I don't know how that works. Like a subset of like fans that root for another team that's not in the.
1: I mean, next door to our office, there's a sign in the window of the, of the bar that says like it's it's a it's a birds bar. I don't know if they're eagles. I don't know if they're ravens. I don't know. If, you know, I don't know which birds they're rooting for in there. But maybe you know, eight. it's the 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 headquarters. That's crazy. I mean, where, I they, get... where
2: they flock? Where they flock? <laughs> God, man. But anyway. So I couldn't get a Beyond Burger, and then there's a sushi place that had vegan sushi. So I'm like, sweet, I'll go there. And they're like, oh, our POS system is down. We can't like if you have cash, of course I had no cash on me. So I was like, I'm just eating popcorn.
1: Yeah, dude, you're fasting.
2: Well then and then the last <laughs> day I was like, all right, I'm gonna go get a sai bowl at this place. And I walked there and it was fucking closed. Hell yeah. And then and Chicago I, hates you too. <laughs> but Chicago's absolutely beautiful. Chicago's
1: I, sick. Were you, you were you were uh, where in Chicago?
2: Lincoln Park area. So the, there is was that a,
1: like, is that downtown? Is that like a,
2: it's south of like, um, is south of the music box. Cause the music box is like above us and then above the music box is where Wrigley field and all that was mm-hmm. like music box is actually closer to Wrigley. It's like less than a mile or whatever. Cause when I went in January, I stayed at a Cubs themed hotel. Like a, cause it was right near Wrigley field. The cubbies. Yeah. So like I was like, maybe I'll walk by Wrigley field again or whatever. And it was like 40 minute walk. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing it. But I did eventually get a acai bowl at another place. It was, like, a gym that had it or whatever. But it's, like, it was just, like, man, someone just doesn't want me to eat. Got to Boston that day and, like, ah, found plenty. Boston has a lot of stuff. Like, you know, it, Boston was sick. I hung out with this guy, Billy, who um, works at the Coolidge because um, Midnight Mark was actually at TIFF during when I was there. Mm-hmm. Actually, Ryan, who runs the Music Box, was also at TIFF. So, like. Some of the homies I didn't get to see, but, like, you know, Billy was fucking cool as shit. Screen collateral there at midnight. Cool. It was, it was really cool. Went to a record store, bought some records that I didn't need to buy, but... Did you go
1: to, um, what's the store... <clears throat> what's the store that's the guy from Drop Dead, his store...
2: Was it Armageddon Shop? Yeah. Did, nah. did you go to Armageddon? No. Nah.
1: It was sick when I, when I went.
2: Where is Armageddon? Is it in Massachusetts? I mean, it's, in, it's in Boston, proper. Oh yeah, I, Brookline. Brookline, for those of you who don't know, is like it's it's its own city wrapped around Boston. Like literally, mm-hmm. you could cross the street and be in Boston and cross back over here in Brookline. That's oh, how wow. the line works. Okay. That's how Mark explained it to me. So it's like the the way I would explain Brookline, it's like kind of like a mini Brooklyn within okay. Boston, just like the <clears> vibe <throat> and all that. It's also a college town, so it's a really beautiful place. And like I, I was saying, Chicago looked absolutely be- beautiful. Love all the fucking brick. Mm -hmm. lots of stuff accidentally walked through the the chicago lincoln park zoo Mm -hmm. because i saw nature trail i was like i'll just walk around because it was killing time as i'm walking i'm like oh there's some some deer thing that's kind of cool and then i see zebras i'm like oh did i just walk in the zoo on accident nice so i just kind of did a lap in that and then i got stuck because i couldn't figure out how to get out yeah because every it's like exit this way and then it's just like wait i'm back to where i was i was just like zoo inception or something like that
1: but there wasn't like there was like lions and no, no no there was you
2: were like in the zoo yeah there was actually i the Hell zoo yeah. the zoo was free like basically like you like keep the zoo free but it is it was a little bit of a conservation thing because <laughs> like they're you know basically putting things to take care of animals or whatever you know but you know it i hadn't been in a zoo in forever so it's just like i was like i ah, just walk around look at stuff it's like after I was in Boston, I went to the airport because I was going to fly down to Baltimore to see my girlfriend Leslie because it's like, all right, you know i'm ninety minute a ninety minute flight away. I might as well just do that instead of flying back to l a mm-hmm. and that is when shit went south, so to speak, and not the flight uh I was at the Boston Logan Airport from eleven a m until when did we actually take off? I think we didn't take off until like 8.30 at mm-hmm. night. My flight out was at 12.50. And like about 10 minutes before we were supposed to board, they delayed the flight. And I'm like, huh, oh, that's weird. Yeah, And they were saying mechanical issue. Um, what it really was is, and I don't think the airline will admit this, but like they, it was a new plane. I think the toilet was leaking. <laughs> because they're like. <laughs> You're on the case. Yeah, well. <laughs> This, let me explain why I figured this out. And it doesn't take much deduction. <laughs> they were like, they actually lined us up at one point to take off because they were trying to beat some bad weather. And they said, hey, anyone that sits in the first eight rows, you can't put your bag on the floor because it will get the floor is wet and it's still drying. Okay. And like what's besides the cockpit and all that that's up front is one of the bathrooms. And I was like, all right, I don't fucking care. Let's just go. Yeah. You know. And they had us line up, and we stood in line for like, you know, normally when you board, when they line you up, you kind of board within like five to ten minutes. We stood up there for like 25, 30 minutes, and they sat us down. And then like every hour, they just kept delaying the flight. And even more fucked up was the flight, there was another flight that was flying into our gate that was going to Baltimore after us. And they moved that to the fucking gate next to us. Mm -hmm. So there's two competing flights to Baltimore going out. And it was just getting dire. And like what happened was in Baltimore, because there was thunderstorms, like the ground control there or whatever, like shut down any flights coming in or out. Mm -hmm. So there's no authorization. Yeah. And then the storm moved up to Boston. I could actually see a lightning storm while I was like in the airport. And I kind of like got cabin fever, start walking around, like because of the way they did the delay, I didn't want to be too far away from the gate. if They decide, all right, we're going you yeah. know what I mean so because it was like every hour so like you know you have a half hour like you're if it's a you start boarding a half hour before you know, the take off is mm-hmm. so really you only had a half hour and I was walking around I ran to Sean Bryan who I know back out here who comes to like Cinematech and Void Screenings and all that he was a I think he was visiting family in Boston and he was flying back to LA and his flight was delayed but it didn't only, I think it only ended up being like a 90 minute delay mm-hmm. but yeah um around seven o'clock all there all the flights that were around the gates we were at they all disappeared off the fucking board <laughs> jesus and like i was like oh shit did this get canceled now uh if i rented a car it would have been like a six seven hour drive from boston to baltimore mm-hmm. and around three maybe four o'clock i thought about it but I was like you know there's a chance that like this takes off and then like I could be there a lot sooner. And, like, the earliest I was going to get to Baltimore at that point was nine ten o'clock. Yeah. And then I have a fucking rental car that I have to deal with. So, around 7-something, they make an announcement that, like, hey, this flight from Baltimore is canceled. This flight going to Chicago is canceled. This flight going to Denver is canceled. But our flight wasn't canceled. Wild... So, we were there, and then we got on the plane. I think we sat on the plane for another, like, hour and a half before we took off. Damn, dude. And, like, they're like, oh, we're just waiting on our paperwork, whatever. And, like, so they're like, oh, we fixed the mechanical thing. The the floor was still wet. It wasn't sopping wet, but it was definitely damp. Yeah. And there's definitely something weird with it, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So, when I landed... I was waiting on Leslie to pick me up from the airport and I actually like called Southwest ca- customer service. And I was like, I'm going to see if I can get a voucher out of this. Cause this was all day. And like, you know, I got a hold of someone. I wasn't being a dick or anything. I was just being nice. Like, Hey, this was a scenario. i am just see if there's any way to get compensation. And the guy's like, yeah, I can give you a hundred dollar voucher. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fine. I mean, it didn't feel like fine, but it's like, I'll take what I can get, you know? And then, I was just hanging on the phone, you know, being the guy asked me questions. I was, you know, just being polite or whatever. And he was like, Yeah, you know what, since you're being nice, I upped it to two hundred fifty dollars. Very sick. And I was like, Damn, I'll take that. So got a two hundred fifty dollar voucher and then a couple of days later I got an email from Southwest saying, like, hey, if you're on this flight, this is not an experience you should have. We're gonna send you a voucher. I'm like, Well, I won't get another one, will I? I got a second voucher for two hundred dollars. I got four hundred fifty dollars worth of flight credit. Very sick. So, in a way, it's kind of worth it because now i got a free flight out of it, but it was not fun. It was also kind of scary. It's like if this shit gets canceled because, like, my flight to L.A. was out of Baltimore, so I had to get to Baltimore at some point. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, you know, had less than 24 hours to hang out with Leslie, but we, we had a good time. We just hung out and, you know, went for a walk and just spent time together. So, that was my weekend. I mean, it was two pretty cool screenings and then... Eleven hours of airport hell, but I don't know. That's pretty much what's been going on lately, and we should probably talk about what's coming up. So, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. But when we return, we're gonna be talking about what's coming up in the Void in October on the Cinematic Void
0: Podcast. Hi there, I'm Dumpy the Pumpkin, Carvel's Halloween Ice Cream Cake. I weigh forty-four ounces and serve ten to twelve people. Happy a Halloween party the witch. And I weigh 45 ounces. We're both made fresh daily at your participating Carvel ice cream store. You
3: want to send one to a friend? Please phone 800-327-GIFT and call a cake honors most major credit cards. Thank you.
0: Come to the haunted house I And 21st from 10 to 6 p.m. And goblins who are planning to attend? Oh, oh, oh. Who dared to enter the Paso Civic Center? And a dollar for your kid is all you're paid to enter. Come on.
3: This Halloween, Blockbuster Video has a special treat for your whole family. <laughs>
0: You can take home any of these great Halloween classics for just $7.99. Or rent two movies and get them for $3.99. Now, if that's not a reason to
2: scream... What is? Make it a blockbuster fright. Welcome back. We're going to be talking about the October lineup here on the Cinematic Void Podcast. That's going to include Beyond Fest and then the rest of her October slate. Since Beyond Fest is, you know... As we're recording this, uh, tickets went on sale today, and I think, you know, some bumpy parts, but, you know, I think most people got the tickets they wanted. It seemed like it. We should talk about what The Void is doing at Beyond Fest, and we're not going to go too deep on this first one because, you know, spoiler, we're going to actually do a whole episode on this movie because it's one of my personal favorites, and I know it's one of your personal favorites. Oh, yeah. And it was actually your idea. It's like, hey, why don't we do a tie-in? And I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. I'm a fucking idiot. Thanks, Nick. So, what Cinematic Void is presenting at Beyond Fest on October 5th. It's going to be at the Aero Theater in Santa Monica. We are presenting seven films brand new. This is a world premiere 4K restoration of Cemetery Man, aka Della Morte Delmore, directed by Michele Suave.
3: I don't know how the epidemic started. All I know is that some people on the seventh night after their death come back to life. I call them returners. Live alone. I've got to help her. Nagi. No on his ID card, it reads, distinctive visible marks. All. Ah! Ah! The most beautiful living woman I have ever seen.
0: The cemetery's small, but it's got a marvelous ossuary. Oh, I don't want to. Ah, I can't.
3: Why on your poor husband's grave, huh? He would have liked to know. Well, oh. I've
4: always been so disturbing.
0: That's life. Oh,
3: he came back to the dead, he raped her, and then bit her the dead.
0: Is it true what they say? That the dead come back to life here at night?
3: Go away. I haven't got time for the living.
4: How sweet. Yeah? No. No, please don't.
0: I'd like to marry
3: now. Not as long, dear, as I've got a breath in my body.
0: All right. just kill the living. Smoking is not allowed in here! Why are you going on the
3: floor, sister? She's praying.
0: I tell Amonthe, wait! There's another maniac on the loose! He already shot three!
3: Somebody's stolen my crimes.
0: Make a wish.
3: I want you to fall in love with me.
2: Film stars Rupert Everett, Anna Fauci, and Francois Haji lazzaro who plays Nagi in the movie. For those of you who haven't seen it, Francesco Della Morte is a beleaguered caretaker at a small Italian cemetery who searches for love while defending himself from dead people who keep rising again. And there's a lot of different readings. You can get very metaphoric, or you can just watch it as a classic Italian zombie movie. I'm really excited to see this on the big screen. Personally. Well, have you ever? Uh years ago I saw it on 35 Exum Films played it Nice, like it's been about 20 years and actually this will be the second time The Void is played it we played it maybe 2017 we did a zombie comedy all nighter and was in that lineup it was before my time I wasn't born yet yeah you weren't born yet I know Severn has done a beautiful loving re- restoration on Sweet. this thing and like I saw some of the raw scans before they started doing the color correction Jesus Christ it looks fucking incredible
1: hell yeah man very, so, very excited to see this one, and very excited to talk about it on an episode.
2: Yeah, so you know we we had another episode which we've already recorded, but and it's still coming out. It's going to be Night of Living Dead and Carnival of Souls, but we're pushing that back because, as Nick brought up, we should really tie things. We should tie the room together, as they say. We'll that. save
1: that one for Spooky Season.
2: Yeah, well, it's all going to be Spooky Season.
1: I mean, yeah, but I, I well, I'm just suggesting that this currently,
2: yeah, is not Spooky Season. As we're recording it, but by the time this, I saw
1: epith- I saw a pumpkin or something the other day, and I'm furious. I don't know. I was at
2: I, <laughs> I was at Trader Joe's. They already have fucking pumpkins. Yeah. They got the fucking gourds. They yeah. got the fucking like
1: cinnamon brooms. Oh, they, I haven't even been in a store yet. It, you're starting. To I, st- I haven't seen the the, you know, just I've seen nerds <laughs> celebrating already,
2: <laughs> getting ready. Hey man, spooky I, season's coming. All right, got the oat fucking um pumpkin spice creamer for my coffee. Let's see. See how see see I'm... <laughs> this fucking guy. I know horror clouds. Yeah, son. That,
1: you know what I've seen is Dunkin' Donuts and their fucking pumpkin coffee is what I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> they do have and, that. And how much sugar goes into this? Spe- mean, how much sugar goes into a Dunkin' Donuts drink? I, is I, fucking bananas.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna admit to you. I, I this reminds me when I was at the airport. I, I meant to take a photo and send it to you. I actually got a iced pumpkin. You got some dunks, yeah. Well, I mean, it's Boston. That's the only fucking coffee shop. Actually, there was a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was a Starbucks at the airport. The line was like down the fucking like yeah the fucking going back out through security almost, and then, like there's, like five people at the Dunkin' Donuts. So I'm like, yeah. it, it doesn't they really know matter. Up. Yeah. So I just fucking got that, and that was the first pumpkin spice coffee I got for the year. Did Alpha you get a Donut? Watt? I can't eat donuts. I'm not mad at the donuts.
1: <laughs> it's just mad at, the coffee. I can't, I, can't be mad, I can't be mad at a donut, dude.
2: Well, I can't have none of their donuts are vegan. <laughs> yeah. Unlike almost every other donut place where they have like at least one vegan donut, Dunkin' Donuts is said faster. Like, fuck you, Jim. Might, yeah. might as well have been in Chicago at a Dunkin' Donuts because that's just how it rolls. But mm-hmm. anyway, what were we talking about? We're talking about spooky season and all that. <laughs> So, but yeah, when we talk about Cemetery Man, it will be officially spooky season. True. And speaking of Michele Suave, the next film we're showing at Beyond Fest, we're doing a second 4K Restoration world premiere. Thanks to our friends at Severn Films. It's on the 9th of October and it is The Church. Shhh. Last night, the
0: angel of evil possessed me and I became his servant. I want to do evil. To kill
2: Which I don't know. It, Church was originally supposed to be Demons Three, you know, following up the first two directed by Lambert Bava. The way Italian naming and sequel things work. Bava went to a different distributor, made his own Demons Three. It was released as it was, the movie was called The Orc, but I think they released it as Demons Three. Said the Orc, the org, like an organization. No, as in org, as in a beast type thing. Look like like an orc. ogre, ogre.
1: Yeah, is it the org or ogre? I'm I'm going ogre on this one. Ah, fuck, man. I, I mean, I guess i got to look it up.
2: Yeah, well, to be, is it... <laughs> is it org or is it ogre? I think... Is it... What is it?
1: <laughs> oh, like that? Like, yeah, o- is like that o- ogre?
2: Is it ogre or is it... How do you say it? Is it ogre or org? Ogre. It's got ogre. Yeah, but, you know? am I just the idiot? Did I just... <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I'm just a <the> fucking idiot. <laughs> I hope so. Is there... Is it... Is the ogre right like an ogre like an yeah, ogre that, that, right yeah but is ogre and org like, like an ogre like, like
1: the guy from uh revenge of the nerds ogre yeah
2: <laughs> why am i <laughs> don't, saying don't org? gloss over that that's a good joke it is no it's a great joke now i'm just wondering like <laughs> i know it's ogre but can an ogre and org be like one of those like what's the org i thought it the same as the ogre <laughs> <laughs> i'm just wondering if it's one of those like I love it. is it one of those like <laughs> sam haynes sal Wynn, fucking things
1: maybe or? but i've just never heard of an org
2: in my life I, I'm gonna actually say you're right. I'm gonna say I'm wrong, and you're right. I hope that this is just something you've always just read, I it and def- never heard someone say it out loud. No, I've definitely heard someone say ogre out sure, loud, but sure. I swear I've seen people call it orger. Or, I, I maybe it's just maybe I, I'm just I've gonna never say,
1: heard of an org outside of like .dot org.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna say I'm fucking wrong. Cool, <laughs> and I'll have, take it when I can get it. Yeah, and I've been wrong for many years. It, you know, it, <laughs> Sometimes you hear a word or you read a word and you read it oh, a certain way I, I, and it gets I in know. your brain and, oh, then, yeah. and then you say it out loud in front of people or Dude, on a I, podcast. I know,
1: I know that the place in New York and the film is Synecdoche, New York. I know this. Um, I've seen it. I love it. And I still, in a work meeting, said "Synecdoche, New York." It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I know the name of the film, but I'm just like at work, and we're in a meeting, and it's fast paced. Yeah, and I just like I'm just like reading quickly, and it's just like, and, and then I get corrected by like ten people in the room. Synecdoche. I know what it is. Oh fuck me, man.
2: It, it it's weird. I the thing is, it's like. You know, I think there's a time and place to be corrected when you say something wrong or you mispronounce a word. Well, whatever. I mean, I do, like, you know, when yeah. it's
1: these films that we're going over in a, in a yeah. work meeting, like, I do actually want to know the proper pronunciation of all these foreign films we're showing. Like, I'm interested in half of them. I want to know how to say it, and I don't want to keep saying it wrong in a meeting in front of a bunch of people and have them like not correct me. I, I, well, no, no, I you I, know, but there's a time and place for things, but I'm just saying like in that setting, I want people to step up and go, it's actually this. Like, yeah. thank you because I'm going to be saying it 10 times this week.
2: Don't make me, don't let me say it wrong. Dude. That's the worst. I mean, the thing is, I, it's just one of those weird ways. Like if you are weird things where like you read something, you hear something like I remember check used to call Toby Hooper, Toby Hooper. I never know if it's Tob or Toby or it's whatever. It's Toby. I, the, I just go Hooper.
1: Hooper. <laughs>
2: <yeah. laughs> that that works. It, it is Toby Hooper because you watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre two trailers uh, directed by Toby Hooper. Oh, interesting. Okay. Which was when Bruce found out it was Toby, what a, what and not Tobey.
1: When people spell their name weird and then expect you to still pronounce it the other way.
2: That, you know what I mean? That's the problem with the English language, dude. There's too much latitude. That's why, I like you know, Tobey, Toby, or. Ogre or Org. Yeah. But anyway, back to Michele Suave's <laughs> The Church. This movie was written by Dario Argento, Franco Frini, and Suave. And basically, an old Gothic cathedral built over a mass grave develops strange powers that traps a number of people inside with ghosts from a 12th century masquer seeking to resurrect an ancient demon from the bowels of Earth. Or Hell, I guess. So, it's... Have you seen The Church? I have not. It's a real fun one. Like, Michele, like... And we'll talk a little bit more on the Cemetery Man episode, but like he's kind of like one of the last links from the the heyday of like you know seventies going to eighties like Italian genre filmmaker because he mm-hmm. was he directed Dario Argento's World of Horror, which was a documentary on Argento basically working through I think it's like everything up through Phenomena, mm-hmm. and he was long time second assistant unit or second assistant director. And then eventually first assistant director, in a lot of Argento movies. Mm-hmm. He was working behind Lamberto Bava. And when Bava started directing on his own, he moved up to the first, he's got association with Fulci. His movie stage fright was uh, produced by Jody Amato and written by George Eastman. So he's got, he's like the guy. Yeah. And, so, I'm really stoked to see both of these on the big screen. Like, obviously, Cemetery Man's like a seminal movie for me. So, like, but the church is fucking fantastic, too. And that's our Beyond Fest lineup. So, what we got coming up for the rest of the month, we only have three Mondays because, like, we're not. we lo- During Beyond Fest, there's other things that fall on those Mondays. Mm-hmm. And both my shows, both the church and Cemetery Man are at the Arrow. So I won't be back at the L of three into the 16th. And I've decided to do basically starting from here to the first Monday in December, I'm doing a series called Halloween never ends because I'm fucking lazy. Mm-hmm. Basically just doing kind of Halloweeny movies, Halloweeny walk in that kind of stuff. So the slate for October is, I think these are all comfort movies for a lot of people and they're easy picks. And that's kind of what I would, picked it because like I'll be honest I've always struggled with programming in October because like when you do genre films year round it's like what the fuck do you show in October yeah true but I just doing some doing some classes I guess and on 1016 I'm gonna be showing John Landis's American Werewolf in London
1: did you hear that
3: I heard that what was it could be a lot of things. Yeah? A coyote. There aren't any coyotes in England. I'm sorry I'm upsetting you, David, but you don't understand what's going on. I understand, all right. You're one of the undead, and I'm a werewolf. Yes, that's right. I'm going to the police. Jack was right. Jack is dead. Jack is dead and six people are dead. There's going to be a full moon tonight.
0: I'm going to the cops. Oh, be serious, would you? You can't let them go. Should the world know our business, it's murder then. Then murder it is. Excuse me.
3: I'm a werewolf.
0: A werewolf?
1: A naked
4: American man stole my balloons. What? Let me hear Let me hear
2: film stars david naughton jenny Goodyear and griffin dune yeah it's griffin dune i think
1: griffin dune for sure
2: yeah i think i called him griffin dunn before even though i don't know why i I think
1: we we said griffin dune when we did the episode with tim which was episode did you did you look it up
2: yeah it's episode 33 we actually i had to write it down because i can't remember episode numbers anymore but yeah we talk about this movie in length with along, along with the other werewolves of 1981 movies with tim casher from cursive the band cursive i should say great episode tim's a cool dude I actually hit him up to tell him I was screening, and he's like, oh, I'm still out of town, but mm-hmm. he's like, I want to come to some other October stuff, so hopefully we will see Tim at a theater. For those of you who have not seen American Werewolf in London, basically two American college students are, are walking around on a walking tour of Britain and get attacked by a werewolf that none, none of the locals admit exists, and then hijinks ensues, mm-hmm. pretty much. But, you know, it's a classic. It's got state-of-the-art fucking Rick Baker special effects, like... Academy Award-winning special effects.
1: I remember uh, one time I I posted a photo of Rick Baker, like, putting makeup on somebody or something. And then a friend of mine uh, messaged me and was like, that's my friend's dad. She's like, that's the kind of shit that happens in L.A. It's fucking stupid. (laughs) So your friend's dad's Rick Baker? Yeah, That's...
2: I mean that's very L.A. I just did a very L.A. night last night. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to name drop it, but it's just like it was unexpected. Like I got invited out, and just it was, yeah. it was kind of hilarious. But cool. I won't say your hobnobbing with Leo. Not that level. <laughs> <laughs> So moving on on the 23rd of October we're showing a, another classic. We actually talked about this on a different episode of the Semitic Void podcast. I believe it was episode 23. It was on Halloween Part 4 where we talked about anthologies and found footage movies that were that take place on Halloween Creep Show being one of those. Also that episode has a really good interview with Chris LaMartine and Jimmy George from WNUF. And if you want to listen to it, it's currently exclusively on Patreon with a bunch of other older episodes. So you if go. you want to hear that and I think maybe half of our early catalog is now on Patreon. Mm You know, five bucks a month, get access to that, the Cinematis Movie Archive, all that shit. But what we're showing is 1982's Creep Show, directed by the great George A. Romero. Coming soon
0: (laughs) Jolting Tales of Horror. Shining and Cujo, and the creator of Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead, you'll scream at ghastly ghouls, cringe at weird kids, and shiver at the doings of evil doctors. This is going to be extremely painful, Mr. Vero. Creep Show will grab you, grow on you, and give you the creeps.
2: No, this is going to be an entirely new experience. Creep Show,
0: the most fun you'll ever have being scared.
2: This is an anthology movie, so there's a ton of actors in. It. There's Hal Halbrook, Ted Danson, Leslie Nielsen, Adrian Barbeau, Fritz Weaver, Ed Harris, E.G. Marshall, Tom Atkins, just tons of fucking people in this movie. And, you know, this is obviously written by Stephen King, so it's like. Written
1: by Stephen King, but was were any of these actual,
2: uh, like, a, were these, like, Stephen King short stories, or was this strictly a screenplay? It's strictly a screenplay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. I'm trying to think back if any of these were based on... I think this was just all original. It was all inspired by EC Comics. I
1: think so, too, but I, I wasn't quite sure.
2: But, yeah. yeah. I, I I could be wrong. and There might have been something that was adapted from mm-hmm. something or whatever, but I think for the most part... I mean, know, it is six stories. Maybe one of them was, you know. And, like, I just don't know it offhand. It's, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say about all three of these movies, like, I like most of them to a varying degree but I don't love them but I also yeah. know they're Halloween comfort films for a lot of people and, and like I'm just I'm just trying to do that you know it's like mm-hmm. and I'm not being a hater or anything I mean, you got else. American Werewolf in there I mean that's top tier sh- that's top shelf that is top shelf and like you know creep show is a lot of people's favorites and when we it's get sick, to, it's sick enough yeah not everything has to be top shelf yeah I mean and I should mention I went back and counted this is the seventh George Romero film live screened in Cinematic Void okay uh, this is actually the second one this year. I did season of the witch earlier, mm-hmm. and you know, so far I've done the Dead trilogy, I've done season of the witch, I've done Martin, Creepshow, and the Crazies. Cool. Or I'm going to be doing Creepshow, I should say. But mm-hmm. I think outside, I think Argento, I might have done more at this point. Okay. But it's kind of neck and neck, and then there's Fulci and all that. So Vent I mean, as I go through these, I'm gonna have to start focusing on other directors i realized i've only shown one david cronenberg movie oh wow the entire you know in theater experience Mm -hmm. of the void there's been a couple times i was going to do more but like you know i had a series that fell apart for some reason and all that but i i think i'm gonna i think at the end of the year i'm going to sneak in a cronenberg movie Mm -hmm. i plan on it but we'll see what happens but yeah for those of you haven't seen this movie which i feel like i think most people have but like also let's Let's understand that. Like when I say this, a lot of people that come to cinematic void screenings now haven't seen a lot of these movies, mm-hmm. but they're probably culturally aware of them. So for this one, six grizzly tales about a murdered father rising from the grave, a bizarre meteor, a vengeful husband, a mysterious crate occupant, a plague of cockroaches, and a disgruntled boy.
1: My my favorite genre of of horror: disgruntled boy. <laughs>
2: That was the IMDb blurb. I'm like, I, it made me <laughs> laugh, seeing like that disgruntled boy. Like, what is a disgruntled boy? Why do just say he's just fucking angry? Disgruntled. Like, what? He got disrespected at the job? I guess. I mean, he got, disrespe- he got disrespected by Tom Atkins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I was happy because when we went to the distributor to get this, they were like, I don't know if we still have the print or not. Mm-hmm. I think we might have trashed it. And like, why the print was pretty decent we play i think this played like maybe a couple of years ago and then but they they hadn't they hadn't trashed the print so i yeah. should mention werewolf and creepshow are both on 35 millimeter sure. it was weird when i went to universal they're like we have a 4k dcp it's like do you have a film print it's like ah we got kind of a garbage one and it's like well I just based on the audience and I'll all that, it. it's like I'll we'll, take it. We'll take the garbage we'll take the grindhousey print. And then cool. the guy hit us back, it's like actually we found a better print, so it won't be grindhousey. Who's your contact? Um who who is it that's actually kind of screening the uh it's, it's the guy's know. name is Jason. Okay. Gotcha, but they, gotcha, but, gotcha. but I'm assuming they're going off print reports and sure. and this is a little programmer tip for you, is that mm-hmm. studio print reports will always be worse than what the actual print is. Mm-hmm. Like, I've gotten print reports where, like, this is a D-minus, like, this should be fucking burned or whatever.
1: I mean, I can tell you that, uh, maybe off record, but that Universal does ask for our print reports, Universal specifically. And then there are other ones that make us do their own separate reports, but uh, not every studio asks for a report after we screen something.
2: Yeah, but also I would just say, Universal, you know, (coughs) I, I know because the strike's still ongoing and like, you don't mm-hmm. want to champion the studios or whatever. But I say universal on their repertory archive side is like mm-hmm. it. Had, they have a really nice library, like them and park circus. Like they might not have every title that you want, but they have good versions of a lot of titles. They yes. have. Cause like in 2000, like most of the Park Circus newer prints are from like the mid 2000s. A lot of the newer Universal ones were struck, I think, after the fire mm-hmm. in 2008. So okay. there's, so, I mean, I mean, played that car print that like probably had been played like maybe twice or whatever. Mm-hmm. The Jaws 2 print, as much as I don't like the movie, the print looked pretty incredible. Totally. So, I, like, project, I projected it? Yeah, you did. Shout out to Nick for projecting that. The jaws print, we had the good jaws print. That shit fucking smoked, like cool. Universal has a lot of good prints of stuff. Hell yeah. And like I always, you know, played the good Halloween 3 print at the Void Marathon. I, I'm just trying to think about the Universal titles I've played over the years. And they have some vintage titles too in their library. But like I do want to shout out Universal has a nice Hey, there's they are
1: good prints all the are there archivists or friendly people yeah good folks over there
2: you just don't like the theme park just hate the theme park bro. yeah and you hate know the
1: theme park hate the ceos man
2: <laughs> you know yeah no well that, that that's a good place then for creep show <laughs> even though we were talking more about universal but like the creep show print looks pretty good too so anyway on the 30th of october which closes at or our or October lineup. Uh, I will actually be out of town again for this, and I tried to pick a movie where I, no one would actually show up and want to do a and <laughs> uh, I actually had a different title in there, and like the distributor of this title was hadn't has been unresponsive. And truthfully, it's a movie I'd actually want to see in the theater. And I'm hoping because Halloween never ends is going to continue through November to the first Monday in December. I'm like. If they get back, I'll do it in November. Mm-hmm. That's my plan now. Yeah. So I moved that off. And plus, it's one I wanted to see. So I picked a movie that I know people like and I'm not necessarily a big fan of. Yep. Yeah. Which is the Amityville Horror from 1979, directed by Stuart Rosenberg.
3: In the quiet seaside town of Amityville, Long Island, there is a house named High Hopes. For George and Kathy Lutz, it was a dream house. Despite the murders. Only 13 months ago, Ron DeFeo had murdered his entire family one by one as they lay helpless in their beds. But the killer, who claimed he'd been possessed, was safely locked away. George and Kathy were looking forward to moving in. They weren't superstitious, not then. But the next 28 days would change their minds forever. What was it that possessed Ron DeFeo? Was it something in the house? Or was it the house? Something horrible has happened here, and it's about to happen again. It's no use to lock the doors. It's no use to call the priest. It's no use to hope it goes away. It won't. The Amityville Horror. 50 weeks on the national bestseller lists. Now in its 10th printing as a Bantam paperback with over 3 million copies in circulation. Soon to be a major motion picture starring James Brolin, Margot Kidder, and Rob Steiger. Under the direction of Stuart Rosenberg, with a score by Lalo Schifrin. A Cinema 77 film, coming from American International.
2: Screenplay by Sandor Stern. The Amityville Horror. The film stars James Brolin, who's making his second Void appearance this year after being in the car. Margaret Kidder, who is in Black Christmas. Sisters, I guess Superman, for those of you who want to go that route, but you know, Sisters is a fucking all timer, and so is Black Christmas. Oh, yeah. If that's all Margaret Kidder had ever done, that's...
1: Margaret Kidder's a fucking badass. Every time I see her in something, I'm like, I'm so stoked to see her in this. Oh, I agree. Every
2: fucking time, dude. She's a fucking incredible actor. Uh, The movie also has the great character actor, Rod Steiger, and making his fourth appearance in The Void this year is Murray Hamilton, who was in Jaws 1 and 2, as well as The Boston Strangler. Cool. So... It's been the year of Murray Hamilton, I guess.
1: There you go. I've never heard of him in my life, but it's his year. He's the he's the, <laughs> he's the mayor
2: he's the mayor in Jaws. Okay. And, yeah, 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 right on. And in, okay, yeah, for sure if I saw him in
1: something else, you know, and, I go that that guy. I do
2: I do the Leo point. Yeah, he's also in Seconds. He's like um oh, Rock yeah. Hudson's friend that like gets in the getting the Seconds program. Totally. So, Murray's in Murray's in some fucking bangers, but for those who haven't seen this movie, basically two newlyweds and their why well, not two newlyweds I guess just newlyweds and their three children move into a large house where a mass murder was committed they start to experience strange and inexplicable manifestations which have a strong effect on everyone living living in or visiting the house now this was based on a true story i'm using quotes around true because there's some debate on what was haunted or not uh well i i think i told you i think i think i may have mentioned this in the uh
1: in like the horror cloud episode because we're talking about going to like uh horror conventions and things like that mm -hmm. when we used to go to the horror convention in college park they had uh the guy that lived in the house at the time he was in the Amity house he was the guest and and had like a whole slideshow and like there was like a like a big like grand finale where he shows a photo and it's like you know some kind of like ghostly figure in the window you know yeah um it was, it was awesome it was great it was you know it's like something i'll I'll remember forever like whether i believed any of it or not like it was fucking awesome man
2: i mean they the, that family is made the i think it's the lutz's it's that? the lutz's yeah
1: and, and he died a couple years later
2: uh and obviously the conjuring movies are based on ed and lorraine warren who mm-hmm. were famous probably the most famous ghost hunters that yeah. before there were ghost hunting was a tv commodity mm-hmm. and it but like you know, that that was one of their big cases. They had a, several. They also, um, the haunting of Connecticut story was something they investigated. And I guess the the things that happen in the conjuring movies are based on cases, mm-hmm. as well as the Annabelle doll, which was really just a fucking Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah, even creepier. It, actually, I think it's a, a, that Raggedy <laughs> Ann is creepier than the fucking Annabelle doll. It
1: really I, is. It's just yeah.
2: So unfortunately. I was hoping there was a 35 millimeter print of the Amityville horror and there just Mm -hmm. isn't one. Oh yeah. Uh, allegedly UCLA might have one and that was a might And like, because of how late in the year it is, I'm sure like they're all, all their print loans are committed to. So Mm it was going to be the one digital screening, but it's fine. And again, I'm going to be out of town and I figured if I'm going to be out of town, I'm going to pick a movie that I'm not necessarily in love with, Mm -hmm. but I know people like, so that's how I'm going to close out October and then continue that Halloween feeling into November and to the first Monday in December. And the reason why it's the first Monday in December, I had a film that I wanted to do in October. I had guests lined up and all that. And we couldn't get the print. Yeah. So we had to push it to December because that was the first month we could actually get the print. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, the archive we're getting from only had one slot open. So it's like, all right, let's just fucking do it. Right on. So this is a movie, this is the second time I've tried to book this movie this year. Really? Yeah. The first time was for the Void Marathon and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to do this movie this year. God damn it. So it's the, the print is booked. Everything's booked. It's happening the first Monday in December. There's going to be guests. Um, if you want to do some deduction, you could probably figure out what it is. But it's a movie I actually have already screened. But, like, I'm kind of happy to do it with, like, you know, people that were involved with it. Mm-hmm. So that will be in December. But that's the basically the end. October lineup for Cinematic Void as uh, we're recording this I got a text that like Cemetery Man's almost sold out cool. so maybe by the time this episode comes out it's already gone
1: it will be maybe by the time we're finished recording it
2: possibly and I know the church is going to probably be a slower sell mm-hmm. just because but like hey it's a rare opportunity to see a fucking beautiful restoration of that movie yeah. on the arrow screen mm-hmm. and you know it's like I don't do many arrow shows I do maybe 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 one to two a year. Yep. And I'm doing two for beyond Fest, So
1: come check it out. Fuck. Yeah.
2: And like it, when we talk about cemetery man on the next episode, I think we both have a lot to say for it because I definitely do. I, I, again, I'm going to shut up because like, I don't, I'll start talking about it in this fucking podcast. will become about cemetery man, but we're saving it for the next episode. God damn it. But we're going to take one last commercial break. But when we return, it will be read, watch, and listen here on the Cinematic Void Podcast.
0: This morning, Billy looked like any other boy. But as the moon rose, he turned into a werewolf. He used new pa's Halloween makeup kits. His friends did, too. Look, Mike's a vampire. Amy's a ghost. Pa's makeup is safer than masks. It never blocks vision and it's hypoallergenic, too. So watch your kids turn into the creatures they really are with new Pa's Halloween Makeup Kits. There's a vacancy at the Bates Motel. Norman, is that you?
3: No, it's Spuds McKenzie, and it could be you! Look for this display and enter Bud Light's Psycho Sweepstakes to win a Bud Light party with Spuds McKenzie at the Psycho Mansion. You could even get a mug like Spuds at participating retailers. Wow! That Spuds is so cool, it's scary.
0: Buddy's heading for Woolworth and Woolco to get set for Halloween. There's costumes of TV favorites like Wonder Woman and the Hulk popular characters from star wars and their superheroes like spider-man batman superman and many more at bare bones prices 238 to 417 and their spook sticks face pops hollow witches wrapped candy of every kind all at the favorite halloween haunts woolworth and Woolco.
2: welcome back it's now time for <laughs> On the Cinematic Void Podcast, where we talk about all the things we've been reading, watching, and or listening to since the last time we recorded a podcast. We've actually skipped a week because I was out of town, so I think we'll have a beefy array of things to talk about. So, Nick, what have you been reading, watching, and or listening to?
1: Alright, I'm going to start off by just hijacking everything and saying we're both reading the same book, so we should
2: probably just do an episode on that book. Yeah. We can. You want to say what the book is, or you want to keep it a mystery?
1: Yeah, it's AntCon by Charlie Kaufman. Uh, you know, the guy, the boy, the man,
2: the man. Um, I got I got a lot of reading in because of my flight mm-hmm. scenario. Yeah, <laughs> I I I used to read on planes all the time, and I've kind of fell out of it. And now I'm forcing myself to read again. And like this has probably been the book that's like kind of unlocked it for me. But cool. we'll save it to that because we're gonna do a cinematic void book club. But sick. But yeah, read for both of us is ant and I was inspired by it because, like, last time we recorded, I saw that, like, sitting out. I'm like, what's that? And it's just like, because I looked at the cover, and I couldn't really tell, and you're like, oh, it's the Charlie Kaufman novel. And
1: it's it's Charlie Kaufman's first and only novel. Um, it's very film-centric, uh, so it was just like, yeah, I told Jim what it was, basically, and and next day he's like, hey, I bought that book. Yeah, I'm like, cool, I, I'm going to start actually reading it now <laughs> you know it was just like sitting in the pile but uh you you uh
2: you inspire me and i right. you. yeah so. exactly <laughs>
1: so i'm like well if you're reading it right now dude let's let's read it together and so that we can talk about it um just a, a rare opportunity amongst friends but let's uh let's
2: turn it into content yes uh, <laughs> because what well, it is it real unless it's content
1: yeah uh for watch uh, I've been on that Bergman kick after seeing persona. I think I talked about persona a little bit in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, although maybe that'll come out after this episode. So we're just the fucking, uh, you know, everything's upside down and that's fine. Uh, I just watched, uh, Alma Dovar's film called talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie's fucking insane. It's from 2002, uh, really fucking uncomfortable and fucked up. And then, uh, also appeals to the, uh, to my love of, of, uh, matadors and bullfighting (laughs) which I I just Jim just shook his head as did most of you Uh, uh, I just saw The Graduate for the first time I bought a a stack of Criterion Blu-rays from uh, Cinephile pretty recently and uh, The Graduate was in the pile Um, and yeah just you know everything from fucking Wayne's World 2 to like a million films have ripped this off of Simpsons you know just like so many key scenes that people have just slyly or, or not so slyly put into their own films. Um, yeah. Graduate, man. Fucking... Uh, uh, if you didn't yeah. know. Yeah. It's a fucking classic. It's fucking amazing. It's a fucking classic.
2: Uh, it, it, I I Because we talked a little bit about it. Like, I guess when... You picked me up at the airport when mm-hmm. I came back. I, were we talking about the graduate? Yeah, 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 I think we ended up talking about the graduate on the ride back because you went I—I remember seeing it when I was like in my 20s and mm-hmm. like it had a different effect on me. So I—I I was kind of getting your read on seeing yeah. it in your 40s because it's like you're a different person. In my <clears throat> oh, <laughs> <laughs> in, in your 30s, I don't know. Come on, dog. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, what else? I just rewatched the player last night, um, because I am projecting it on Sunday and I'm not going to get to watch it on Sunday. So that's why that's, that's really why I rewatched it yesterday. And, uh, you know, I fucking goddamn man. Altman's the player is, it's a doozy, man. If you haven't seen it, check it out.
2: I, I love that you've fallen into this whole Altman world. Oh yeah. Ah. Oh yeah.
1: I, I, um, I was kind of doing other things, but I kind of watched half of, uh, shortcuts the other day as well. But uh, I I plan to devote a little more attention to it at some point. But it's just kind of, you know, something that wasn't subtitled that I could kind of have on and and watch while doing other things. You know, I don't know. It's It's hard to find films that you could do that to. And that kind of felt like one of them, even not that, What's going on isn't important. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) Uh, I get what you're
2: saying, because sometimes you want something that's background and like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can drift in and out of. And like, I I know some people much like the film, it's just drifting in and out of a lot of people's lives. So it's, you know, that's it felt appropriate. I'm not paying. I'm, you know, I'm not going to argue with that. And if you want us to hear if you wanted to hear us talk more about Altman, come November, we'll be talking about Nashville and three women. That's that's on the docket. Yeah,
1: we got some we got some cool episodes coming up that I am excited no no more hack-a-lantern. <laughs> You're really throwing some curveballs at me here.
2: I know. It, I, I feel like we've, like, uh, slightly hijacked and fell into the spine numbers uh, here for sorry, some of these episodes. Sorry, but thank you. Well... Not, you know, but I, I know that I'll be punished with some bad films soon enough. You know, it's no big deal. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll be a punisher soon enough. <laughs> January Giallo's around the corner. There I know how go. much you love there that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: all right, and then for listen... Uh, i've just been uh on some different shit just because i've been i don't know i've been i've been listening to so much i mean there's so much great new music that i i haven't been going back through the i've been hitting some classics lately you know everything from uh Cody and white birch from the 90s wow some like slow sad slow depressing yeah slow core uh turmoil the fucking was it the anchor ep oh shit yeah, damn I, I, but uh yeah fucking turmoil anchor ep uh but then also going and listening to like you know crosby stills and nash and like the first bgs record and the turtles and just kind of going back to like some 60s kind of stuff just kind of i just been too fucking 2023 lately and so i'm like i need to listen to some old shit
2: sometimes that's, that's a good get, thing get a vibe yeah sometimes you just gotta like pull yourself out of a vibe because, like, if you get, you know, a lot of the stuff that's been coming out has been very 90s, early 2000s mm-hmm. centric. Like yeah. Like, the new stuff. And then, like, you go listen. So, you're kind of, I feel like I'm in a little bit of time loop. And, like, when we get to my listen, I kind of broke the mold a little bit. Yeah. Although. Yeah. I've yeah, yeah. just been, I've been very trapped. So just busting out. Yeah, man. Um, I guess that's about it for me. So we already talked about read. We're both reading Antkind, kind so that's what I'm reading. Uh, watch. I haven't really watched anything other than what I've been screening. So, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Collateral in a the Theater, saw The Brinks Job for the first time in many years at L3 had screening. Mark Maron showed up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, a much better podcast than either of us. Cool. So. Hell yeah. I don't know what he thought about it, but I, I think most of the audience hadn't seen The Brinks Job, and it it's kind of sad to say the reason why there's a big crowd was because Freakin had passed away recently, mm-hmm. but it's also a good thing because like, this is probably the best. I think it's one of the best, you know, I think it was, it was great for audience to come in and see a Freakin movie that isn't really on the like essential staples. Like it's not exorcist, French connection, sorcerer, yeah. cruising, live in LA, like all those ones, like mm-hmm. who get love and sell out all the time. But Brink's job hardly ever plays, so yeah. it it played well, you know, lots of laughs. It was a good time, mm-hmm. and you know, when I was in Baltimore, Leslie and I watched some things on Shutter, but it was like, you know, it was Hell House LLC. It was just background shit. So. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, cool. You've you've uh, you've talked about that one in the past, I believe. It's like the the kind of found footage.
2: it's a fa- it's a it's my one of my favorite modern found footage movies. Mm-hmm. Like that movie is so fucking good. I know there's two sequels to it and I'm not as big on those, but like that, that one okay. is like it, it, I, at some point, Halloween season, probably not this year, but sometime down the line, I'm going to definitely screen it. Cause it's just cool. like, I, you know, we talk, we have, it. it's on the same episode. We talked about creep show. We talk about that one, mm-hmm. but like, it's just, there's something just really fucking good about it. Like it's just executed so well. Yeah. And like, it's the second time I watched it this year and I'll probably watch it another time. Like I, I'm, I think I'm coming obsessed with it. Like it's just a movie that is just like it hits certain notes and it hits them really well and have you I know we talked about it in the podcast but have I, you actually I, I seen I don't it? think I watched that one. Maybe maybe we'll sit down and just hang out and watch. Yeah. We don't we don't have to do an episode about it, but like I I just want to get your opinion on mm-hmm. it cuz I think there's cool. there's things that like I'm not saying it subverts the fucking found footage tropes or whatever, but just I feel like the ex- execution of it just is what sells it. Oh yeah. So, like that movie a lot. Listen, uh, a lot of things have come out. Uh, New Dying Fetus record, Make Them Beg for Death. Cool. Sounds like a Dying Fetus record. Yeah, cool. Like, you know, it's fucking great, you know.
1: The hardcore kids are trying to steal uh, Dying Fetus from from the... From the metalheads.
2: All right, so if fucking like if some of those hardcore bands start doing fucking guttural fucking vocals, maybe, but like it's a fucking death metal band. Of course it is. I I know you th- shouldn't you shouldn't
1: hardcore dance at a death metal show. You're a fucking dork.
2: There you go. That is that is sage words to live by. Keep that in mind, kids. Um, also listen, a uh, new Thirty Eight Special record with Conway the Machine came out. And I know Spesh usually does records with Benny the Butcher and things like that. So I downloaded, and I I think it's a solid fucking record. It is It's cool. been it's been a while since it full had, length. Yeah, it's full length. It's ten songs. Right on. Yeah, he's got guest spots by Benny the Butcher, Lloyd Banks, El Camino. Mm-hmm. Like it's out of all those records that have been coming up, this one just feels the most solid. Okay. Like, it's... it. I don't... I wasn't really skipping through. Like, it was just, like, a nice listen all the way through. And, like, it's no disrespect to those Griselda guys and all the, the affiliates and mm-hmm. all those people doing, the, like, the throwback and boomback, like, movement. But, like, it was just... I. It's been a while since I've, like, actually enjoyed... Like, fully enjoyed one of those records, where it's, like...
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Most of them it's been, like, oh, this song's sick. And then, like, yeah, I'm not on big in this one. I'm not... It's just like solid. So it's it's called the um, Special Machine. Special, special spelled S P E S H A L machine. Um, this morning I woke up to find another NAS record. This is the second one this year. It's Magic 3. Holy fucking shit. Fucking not. Special na- Machinery. Special Machinery. Sorry. Thank you for correcting me. I'm though. just loading it to my, oh, my your iTunes ad- now. <laughs> just adding your iTunes. will yeah. be on your next rewatch and listen. <laughs> But Nas 3, or Nas Magic 3, holy shit, like, dude, this sixth album run he's been on since, like, Kings the Disease 1, like, he's, I don't know, man, it's like, I always loved Nas, Nas was always one of my favorite rappers, and even, like, the records where people, like, "Eh," you know, weren't big on, I still thought he, his rhyming was impeccable, and, like, his rhyming is just so fucking great, and, like, those Hit Boy beats are fucking incredible, like, I love Nas, I love Magic 2, Magic 3, I like better. It's like, how, okay. how are you fucking doing this? Mm-hmm. It's, like, incredible. Because, like, you know, kind of like what's happened like, with a lot of older hip-hop guys. It's like, they fall off and, like, the records, you know, aren't there. But, like, Nas just gets better. It's true. And, like, you know, I, I kind of love that. That, like, he's at this point in his career where he's just fucking doing his best work. You know, obviously, Illmatic's always going to be a classic. But it's like, goddamn, these last six records are just it's it's i don't i can't think of another hip hop artist that's had a run that consistent yeah and it's like been since 2020 it's like 6 records in 3 years and they're all good you know obviously there might be a track here and there that doesn't connect with me but like even the stuff i don't personally like i still think it's good yeah but there, yeah
1: there's enough bangers on each record that you know the ones that don't aren't quite as sick yeah it's it, like it carries them
2: Exactly. It's like the hit the hit the miss ratio is definitely more hit than miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also I started this on I think my flight back from Baltimore to L.A. I threw on some Bruce Dickinson solo records. Br- Bruce Dickinson, singer of Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. He had a period when he left Iron Maiden and started a solo career. Uh, it, it's kind of weird because like the first couple solo records he tried to avoid sounding like Iron Maiden, and then like the last three, it was just like fuck it.
1: <laughs> it just goes into like
2: crazy guitar work well adrian smith who was in iron maiden who had quit previously bruce joined bruce's solo band oh, gotcha. so there's two records with him and that's how both of them ended up back in iron maiden mm-hmm. so the shit's sick
1: oh okay gotcha
2: and there's also the one record where bruce channels his cousin rob from catherine wheel and does True. his fucking alternative rock record called mm-hmm. skunk works yeah which is really fucking good too uh Couple of individual tracks I want to mention. New Koyo song "Life's a Pill" just dropped. I guess their album's gonna be out probably by the end of this month. Cool. I think. I think I pre-ordered it. You think you pre-ordered? it? <laughs> you don't know if you're gonna get that vinyl I mean, they, or not. They
1: announced it a long time ago, and I think I pre-ordered it back then. But now it's just kind of like
2: I, I love I
1: love when I get a package in the mail and I'm like I don't know which record this is. That's <laughs> it's it's fun. I but I I just remember I'm waiting on that uh. Oh, what's that band that sounds like Samhain?
2: Oh, um, oh fuck! It. I know I
1: pre-ordered that one. What is that band called? It's a Final Gasp. Final Gasp. Yeah.
2: I was gonna say Morning, or I. I
1: don't know. I wanted to keep saying Morning as well. It's I, I think
2: I think the album has Morning as yeah. in yeah, but whatever. Like that Morning, morning Noise. Yeah, uh, that's the other thing I keep <laughs> thinking of. The other kind of Misfits inspired band. But yeah. anyway, uh, the the new song is probably my favorite off that record so far. It's just kind of yeah. to the point. Cool. It's just a nice poppy hardcore <clears throat> song. Uh, Code Orange, which like I'm not big in the band, but they dropped a song called Mirror, where Reba, who was basically part of Ventures, which was a side project, a bunch of Code Orange members, she sings it. Like it's really good. Cool. I uh, I I listened to that song that they dropped
1: the the single before this one. I guess then was the uh, the one featuring Billy Corgan. Yeah. So I've listened to that one a couple times. It's decent.
2: Yeah. I I think she does one song per album. Mm-hmm. on all those code orange ones. And I kind of went and salt those out. And like, I, I nice. like those songs. Like when they get two in their like fear factory industrial bag, I'm mm-hmm. not as big on it, but like, yeah, this one's kind of like, I don't want to say it's like, I don't want to say trip hop, but it's definitely like <laughs> this like
1: on some fucking Portishead type territory.
2: Nah, it, it, it's not, that's not right, but yeah. it's just, it's definitely got a more electronic. It's more laid back. It's like, it's not quite adventures, but it's not quite code orange. It's like somewhere in between. Okay. So I really like that song. Harm's Way dropped another track featuring King Woman called Undertow, which is a nice little banger. Cool. A little dirgy, probably because King Woman's on it. And the last thing I've been listening to, because I can't stop listening to this fucking record, is Ultralight's Enjoy Your Time in the Sun.
1: That one I'm waiting. I've been seeing people on Instagram are getting their records, so mine should be
2: arriving any day now. So should mine. Cool. Yeah, because uh, I think we talked about this on an episode that's going to come out after this, but like... I remember, like, I was walking to my car and had my hands full. You're we like, dude, that record just dropped. And I'm, like, <laughs> pre-ordering and, like, putting my shit down on the street. But... Oh, yeah. So, I, I, this might be my record of the year. Cool. I mean, I I just keep going back to it. Like, every time I was like, I don't know what to listen to. All right, I guess I'm listening to this again. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking catchy. So, I don't know. That was my read, watch, and listen. So that's going to wrap up this episode of the Cinematic Void Podcast. Uh, what do you think of the lineups? What well, we're doing at Beyond Fest and what we're going to be doing in October. What's your favorites? What's something that, you know, if you don't live here, what would you be coming out to? Also, I want to remind everyone... Every Saturday in October, Cinemas Movie is back. It will be now at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern, every Saturday. The last Saturday, which is the 28th, will be a double feature. Mm-hmm. So, four new episodes, five movies. And yep. that's
1: on your uh, CinematicVoid.com and uh, your YouTube channel? Correct. Okay.
2: So, you get. I always post the, the direct link on the, the Void uh, webpage, but also if you go on YouTube, you can find it. Mm-hmm. There's two episodes scheduled now. I I still got one more. I got got a few more intros to film and i'm also going to be doing a patreon exclusive episode so cool want to get access to that join the patreon which also has the whole archive of cinematics movie where i think there's maybe like 10 exclusive episodes that have only been on patreon that live there cool hit us up so hit us up so anyway until next time see you in the the void. void
0: Halloween approaches, you have to prepare yourself for what might happen. More orange sprinkles. It's a special time of year, and Dunkin' Donuts is dressing up their donuts for the occasion. And here's the werewolf. So come to Dunkin' Donuts and get into the spirit of Halloween.
4: Ah. We'd like some Halloween donuts, please.
0: Oh,